Yo, what's good, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry Sisters Review. This is season four, episode two, entitled Still Waters Run Deep. If this is your first time coming to my channel, welcome. If you are a returning family member, you already know what it is and what it will always be. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe if that's what you choose to do. Now y'all know how I do. We're just going to get right into it. So the show, the episode opens up with Andy and Fatima. And basically, you know, Andy is kind of looking at Fatima a little strangely as if she believes that Fatima may have possibly had something to do with this death <laughs> of Hayden. So Fatima is adamantly stating that she has no involvement. She don't know what happened. Maybe he was messing with someone else and they got to him first. She just didn't seem like someone who was actually like, dang, this this dude really died. She didn't have that. So that really got Andy's attention. So basically they're going back and forth about, hey, are you sure you had no involvement with this death of Hayden? And so Andy was like, no. I mean, excuse me, Fatima was like, no, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything. I wasn't there. This is not my doing. But if you look at Fatima's face, she did seem a bit concerned. Like, damn, they weren't supposed to kill him. You know, like, that's that's the look I took. That's what I took from it. Like, they were just supposed to do a little something, but they weren't supposed to send them on to meet Jesus or nothing like that. Like, that was not the plan. So, basically... Andy was like, well, what about Zach? Like, did Zach have something to do with this? And Fatima was like, no, like, no, Zach wouldn't do this. And Andy said, <sighs> Andy spoke the truth. Andy was like, Fatima, you don't even know him. You just met the man. And she was like, I know Zach. Let me pause right there. Because this episode was interesting in the responses that it generated on social media especially Twitter. I don't know about Instagram. I haven't looked at it or checked, but especially Twitter. So I just found it amazing how, you know, I have been stating along with many of you that Andy is not a friend of Fatima. Now Fatima may be her friend, but Andy, Andy doesn't view Fatima as a real friend. She's, uh, what's the word I want to use? She's just uh, available. She's available and she really doesn't hold Andy accountable to certain things. I understand how Tyler was trying to make this seem. And there was a lot of people who was here for the friendship because they don't like Karen and they figured, well, at least Andy is moving away from Karen and more towards to Fatima and people was really hyping this up. I found it interesting that on last night's episode, when Andy spoke truth to Fatima, you don't get, you don't get me wrong. Cause a broke clock is twice is, is uh, telling the truth is right twice in a day. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is, I was like, why are people getting so mad at Andy? Because she spoke the truth. Fatima and Zach did just meet, according to Tyler Perry's time in Tyler Perry's universe. And she really does not know this man. Andy was like, Zach has a temper. He's very much capable of doing this, even though we know he didn't do anything. It was just the mindset that people were so upset and angry that Andy spoke that truth to Fatima. I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I, I felt it was very, it, it was valid. And she was telling the truth. So anyway, Fatima gets up and she leaves. You know, she was like, can I go? They was going back and forth. You kind of tell she was getting irritated with Andy. So, you know, Andy kind of motioned her hand like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can go. So that's how that scene went. I, I think the next scene was Karen and Pam at the shop. So it looks like the shop is back on and popping. Finally. 
finally Karen gets a W. She finally gets a win because baby girl has been taking L's since last season. Hell, since the end of season two. I'm going to just put it like that. Since the end of season two. So it was great seeing people in that darn shop. And so Karen has a client. You know, she's doing her hair or whatever. And Karen's client, because I don't think they stated her name. If they did, I didn't catch it. And she was basically telling Karen about this date that she has with this guy. But she's a little skeptical because the way that she described, she described this person was that he is country as hell. He's white and he's cute. So Karen was like, all right, then like, then don't knock it till you try it. So Pam comes in and it appears that, you know, Pam is the reason why Karen's shop is back popping because she dropped the dime on homeboy who was doing hair out of his mama's house. And so Karen was like, you did that? She was like, "Mm -mm, never. But we understood what Pam was talking about. And so I do want to say this. I know that Pam can be annoying. And I always call her nosy ass Pam because she is that. But I will say I do enjoy the loyalty that she has towards Karen. Because even when everyone left, Pam stayed. Pam, you know, just like, hey, as long as my money right, I'm good, sis. You know, so I did like that. And, you know, Pam has really grown on me because them first two seasons, I couldn't stand her. I couldn't stand her. But she has really grown on me, and she is still annoying at times. But I do enjoy watching the fact that she is a loyal person and a loyal employee to Karen. So Karen was like, oh, I got to go make a phone call. So basically she leaves, she walks, and she goes into her um, closet slash office. Now, (laughs) I'm so sick. I'm so sick of Maurice and Sabrina and Q. They work a nerve. And it's not even like a bad nerve. They just like, they're agitators because they're irritating when they're all together. Or let me just get to this part. So I feel like their scenes are pointless and it does not move the narrative. I mean, hell, Tyler Perry already, it's already slow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. So Q calls Maurice back. And Maurice is kind of like, who is this? I'm like, who's calling you from jail? And this time, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think that we actually heard the operator that time. And I'm like, you don't know Q's voice by now. You know who's calling you. And so I'm like, help me to understand. And, and, you know, because Q acts like his elevator don't go all the way to the top floor. So I'm like, what is really going on with him? And it's just the fact that Q played the hell out of Maurice on every level possible. You had sex with him for pay. You basically robbed him. And Q Q caught me so off guard that even though I can't stand him, he had me laughing. So Maurice was like, you know, um, he basically told Maurice that he basically flipped on his people, you know what I'm saying, on his accomplices. And he feels like they're going to try to kill him, which we know how that life go because he took a plea deal. Now, in order for this plea to go through, he had to have a place to stay. And he listed Maurice's address. And I was like, the audacity, the audacity of this little mosquito that just won't go nowhere. Like, how you put this man's name on your information without even asking? And so Maurice was like, no, take it off. Like, no, I have a job. This dude says, the one I robbed, I said, wait, (laughs) wait a minute. This dude said, the one I robbed, where else does Maurice work, Q? 
I said, you know what? I Like I said, he caught me so off guard with that. And I was like, did Tyler write that? Because that was actually funny, you know, wrong timing. But it was funny as hell to me. I was just like, wow, the one you robbed, really? Okay, I'm not, I still don't understand Q's place on this show. What is the purpose of him being there? What are we supposed to get out of this dynamic, this weird dynamic? I don't, I don't know. And I don't understand. Now, this is why Sabrina just got on my nerves. Now, it's getting hard for me to watch their scenes because Sabrina was acting like she was about to have a conniption when Jacoby called her a girl. Yet and still, Maurice calls Sabrina a bitch, a hoe, a trick, etc., whatever other demeaning word he could come up with every episode. And she was like, Maurice, don't talk to me like that. Don't say that to me. I said in this very nonchalant manner, and I'm like, Tyler, do you really think all gay men like call women? Be- this is just me. Air to each its own. But that's not a word I I uh I don't honor that word. I don't address you address me as that. I don't respond to you. That's not my name. My name is Alicia or Lily or Lee. One of the three. You can, you can call Hustle Queen Lee. You can do that too. But the B word, no. I don't even, me and my friends don't even talk like that. I know some people do. To each his own. Ain't nothing wrong if you do. I'm just saying this for me and mine. That's not how we greet each other. And that's not how we communicate. But I just find it interesting that Maurice has the creative license that Tyler has given Maurice to this character, the creative license to disrespect every woman on this show. That's just my, that's just my perspective. But we get to, um, we get to Karen and Danny and this scene was so interesting. And I'm going to just, I'm going to go a little deep with this one, just for just a brief moment. So I'm believing because Karen and Andy have never met Preston. They don't, they don't know what he looked like. They only know him based on what Danny has told them about him. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that the way that her client was describing this guy, she immediately thought of Preston because she asked, what's his name? And the client didn't know. She was like, oh, when he come, can you like maneuver something? Like you ask him what his name is because I don't remember. And Karen was like, oh yeah, like no doubt, I got you. And so she went back there to call Danny because like I said, she thought that she immediately thought of Preston um, as the client was describing this guy. And so when she calls Danny, Danny's response was very, very interesting and hypocritical. So she was just like, you know, I think your ass is being messy. Um, your ass is mad at Zach and you want the whole world to be miserable with you. I'm not like you. I don't tell a man to leave when I really want him to stay. I said, stop the damn pressing stop the damn press Danny do you hear yourself sis do you hear the hypocrisy in your words do you hear the fact that you are blankly lying to your good sis Karen you can't hear that sis you how many times have you told you know what I'm saying Preston to leave you alone and then you blow up his phone you like really come on so I know that <clears throat> excuse me I am going to do like a special video because a lot of y'all in the comments from my last video, I didn't forget about y'all, but I did tell the people on Patreon that COVID did hit my household and the video I made for them, my, my voice was jacked up. And anytime I get sick of, or anything of the sort, the first thing that goes is my voice. So I sounded a hot ratchet mess <laughs> when I made that video for Patreon, but I feel better. Thankfully I haven't had any symptoms or anything of, of that nature, but I'm like, okay, a lot of people disagreed with me. That's why a lot of people, I didn't respond to a lot of comments 
Um, but I'm like, I'm going to do a video. I, Danny was very hypocritical in this episode and she, and I felt like she hit below the belt. I bet I felt like she was very foul to Karen because when she made that statement, I just, you're just mad at Zach and you want the whole world to be miserable with you. And I was just like, Danny, that was a low blow sis. Because that's not why she called you. And my thing is this, you trying to call out Karen for doing the same thing that, that Danny has been doing to Karen since season one. Danny does this all the time. So I'm thinking to myself, this is the biggest hypocritical thing I think I've seen on sisters next to Karen too. Cause Karen, you know, telling Andy how she shouldn't be with Gary and how bad he is for her. And he no good yet. You want to be all up stuck back on Zach. So it's the same thing. But my thing is with with um with Danny, I'm like she did the very thing that you did that you've done consistently because Danny could not wait to tell Karen how this new woman Fatima, you remember she called her that because she didn't really know how to pronounce her name when she saw it the first time, Fatima, she couldn't wait to tell Karen about this woman that Zach was dealing with, like Danny. So don't come here with this. You know what I'm saying? This hierarchy mindset that you're trying to have because you do the same thing. I don't believe that Karen was being messy. I I really honestly believe she was just trying to inform Danny because the other thing is Karen does not know the dynamic of Danny's relationship with Preston because she hasn't informed her of anything. And I look at the comments or the things that people send me and I'm, yeah, Karen ass being messy. She, she messy. She miserable. She is. And I'm like, give it a rest. Come on, you don't even believe that. It's just one other thing because Danny says she's messy and miserable. That's the line that we running with. But yet we don't want to say that Danny does the same thing. But that's neither here nor there. Now, <laughs> what I stated in my last review about uh, Danny, I understood exactly where Danny was coming from. And I still stand on that. But I'm glad that I waited until this episode aired to go even more in detail about just how immature Danny is. Um, but one of the points I want to make when I do my video is that Tyler does not honestly, and if we really think about it in a realistic way, Tyler does not write the characters for these women for us to champion them a lot. And I talked about this in the Patreon video, a lot of things that they do, we are trying to like rationalize. Why the hell would they do that? Why would they say that? Why is she acting like that? Why does she act like she can't communicate what's going on? Why are you confused? You don't know who you want to be with, or you just don't want to make that definitive decision. And that's what we kind of see with all of the leading ladies on this show. They all have that same complex. I find it interesting because from my perspective, Tyler writes sisters for us to champion the men. And I stated in my Patreon video as well on the after show, those of us who watched it, when Tyler turned to KJ and said, you know, Gary has never lied to Andy. Gary is trying to turn. He's trying to make a change. He's changing. I said, what? Gary has never lied to Andy. I'm like, Tyler, do you remember what the hell you write in your script, sir? He's been lying the whole time. Since he first popped on our screen, he's been lying. I said, this is, this is so incredibly wrong <laughs> on so many levels. But, you know, Danny making that statement, I was like, wow, Danny, you ain't have to do that. But, okay. So, Lord, Lord, Lord. Zach, <laughs> Fatima, and Andy. I'm, I know I'm going to make some people mad with this, but I don't care. This was probably one of the worst 
acted scenes that I have ever seen. And it doesn't have anything to do with because Zach is in it. It has nothing to do with that. In my mind, this is what this is how I'm thinking when I'm watching this scene. First of all, I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on in this moment? Because I'm slightly confused and I'm and even more troubled. <laughs> so when Fatima comes to the house, you know, because Andy has already kind of pre-warned Zach just a little because when she was on the phone with him, he was like, you know, like, I'll kill him if you do something to her, whatever. She was like, I, you shouldn't say that over the phone. And she really couldn't go into detail, which I understood. So when Fatima comes, you know, Zach is kind of asking her questions and she's being very evasive. She don't want to answer it. She tells him the, the, the least that he knows, the better. And she's like, you hungry? Going to cook something, whatever. And I was like, hmm. Okay. So when Andy comes over, like still Andy and Zach believe that Hayden is dead. So Fatima lets it be known that he is not dead, that she did what she had to do. She got her boys to beat him up just to put him to sleep, but not to kill him. And so Andy is still a lawyer. Like my thing is she's your girl, but she's still a lawyer. She still has, you know, though she has to uphold the law, however it goes. And I'm just like, you telling all of this stuff, sis, I don't think you think it's right, Fatima. I think Fatima was overly high. I was just like, in what world? Because the scene wasn't that bad. Then it went to like, oh, this is comical. This is funny. We left Hayden on top of his car naked. We did all of this, all of that. So I'm just like, and then, you know, her and Zach, they hyping it up, clapping hands. And I, I'm like, what the heck? What is it? What's going on? What 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 is going on right now? And then my whole thing is with Fatima. Fatima, her whole thing when, she, when we were first introduced to her, she wanted to be a lawyer. She admired Karen, Karen. She admired Andy because Andy was like the only black woman who was a lawyer at this firm. And we know that that's the path that Fatima was going down. And my thing is you, so what, this is what got me first. I'm going to put a pin in that. When Fatima was like, well, there are no cameras. And Andy was like, well, after the attack with me, I requested for cameras to be put in the garage. And Fatima was like, and you didn't tell me why would she need to? Why would she need to tell you that she requested for cameras to be put in the garage? Like, who who would have known you were planning a, an attempted murder, Fatima? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was so confused at this scene. And Zach was like, this is the love of my life. I love it. Andy was looking like she was terrified. I said, sis, you should be. You need to be. You're terrified. You're scared. Walk the hell. Fatima was like, yeah, let me show you upstairs. And it was like, I'm good, sis. I'm I'm straight. Trust me on that. I'm gully. I'm good. Let me get the hell up out of this house. I said, yeah, because this ain't over. This situation is not over. She talked to them about the fact that Hayden did hit her. She put on her brass knuckles because she knew the bruise would look a certain way. And I'm like, even if you did present this, you definitely look like the aggressor for Tima. In either way you put it, you're involved and you come off as the aggressor. You got one bruise on the side of your face. You took brass knuckles to him. It's you, you still look in the wrong, the, the, no matter how you slice that cake. But I was just like, this scene is dumb as hell. What is the, what is happening right now? That's how I felt. And I was looking like Andy, not because I was scared, but I was just like, what the hell? How did, how did it, be, how, I, I, I'm so confused at that scene. So, <laughs> I, Yo, some of y'all are so funny, and I do appreciate the the messages and everything like that. So, 
uh, one young lady was like, I know, I know you're gonna go in. I'm waiting for it for Fatima. That's my dog. I don't care what you say. And I said, You cool, sis. Let that be your girl, whatever. I'm happy for you. And then, so, but you know, the interesting thing that I was receiving was I had about 10 people, I'm gonna say about 10, to reach out and was like, Dang, man, like Fatima, my dog, but she lost some points with me with this, with that particular scene. And I was like, Why? Why did she lose points with you? So the responses were very different, but there was this one person who was like, you know, I have been right for her. I was saying that she was different than all the other women, that she was better than them, that she surpassed them. She said, I take all that back. She's like, I take all that back because I feel like she's doing too much or she's going overboard for Zach. She was like, because Andy did say the right thing. She really don't know Zach like that to be right. And that's hard as she does for him. And I was like, you know, I said, I don't, I don't have a, I don't dislike the character of Fatima, but I think she was put on a pedestal from the very beginning when she started messing with Zach that I think some people just not that people overlooked, but they weren't a lot of people are not willing to be honest. And so I really appreciate you. You know how I talk about she didn't want me to say, you know, her name or nothing like that. Um, But I did appreciate that because I know some people do get upset or mad or in their feelings because this is not a Fatima driven I'm not a Fatima driven reviewer. I'm not any character reviewer. I don't come here for a certain character. It's just the whole show for me. So any character can get it. I don't care if I like them, got an issue with them, don't like them. Everybody get it the same. But I know just for me being a reviewer, baby, people will go in if you have an opposing opinion about Fatima. And I'm like, I don't give a damn. This is a made up character. Who cares? If I got an issue with her, a, a Karen, or Andy, it is, it, is, it is what it is. But I do try my damnness to be objective about everything. And so, excuse me, um, I, I I try to. But that scene was just something. So we get to um Andy and Karen. And so um Karen calls Andy to basically tell her what transpired between her and Danny when she called about, you know, believing that her client is Ed and Preston. And Andy was like, ooh, I wouldn't have did that. I said, the lies you tell. Andy, I was like, are we in a sub-reality in sisters right now? Do they not understand what they do and how messy they all they ass can be? I'm like, Andy, were you not at Sabrina House when Calvin came over? Were you not there? Did you not go off on him along with everybody else? Did you not say slick mess when he walked in the door? Did you not do that, ma'am? You did. You definitely did. I was just like, wow, it's amazing how these women cannot own up to their messiness right now and their disrespect to other people. I, I was just very like, wow, uh, you wouldn't have done it? Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have, and you've done it. And so we see Gary. I said, why? He, y'all remember those who have watched um, <laughs> What's Love Got to Do With It? And um, the the girl was like, why is she here? I why is she here? That's how I feel about Gary. Why is he here, Tyler? Why the hell is he here? So he comes with this Rolls Royce. He has, he's telling Andy all the things he has in this car, what he's put in, a million dollars on jewelry, bags. You got Birkin. I said, all right, Tyler. Anyway, you got you got your Birkin bags. You got jewelry. You have all the clothes from your favorite designers, all of this. And in my mind, I'm like, and? I said, Andy, don't you get your ass behind this wheel? I don't trust. I don't trust Gary for nothing in this world. I don't trust Gary. 
And it's the mere fact that you that they have not had a conversation yet. You show up. I I'm getting so sick and tired of these men popping up at these these women's place of employment, their homes. That is that is not what you do. That is stalking. I did. I oh, anyway, that's a whole other conversation because I've had that too. So a lot of these things, these people popping up and stuff, like I don't like that at all. You know, when you if you have ever gone through an experience like that, that is. Even though they do know these men, just the mere fact that you have no problem just showing up without my consent at my place of work and at my home, that is a problem. I know for me, my home is my safe place, is my peace haven. And I don't like certain energies coming around me like that when I'm in my place. I see you outside, sis. I see you outside, bro. You're not welcome to come in my house. Not this place of fortitude. I'm sorry. No. So I'm like, when these men just pop up, like, y'all stay your ass home. Call, text. It still works. You know what I'm saying? And wait for my response. But anyway, that's just my little rant for about that. But, you know, he was, so Andy was like, I'm going to get the car towed. He was like, no, you're not. He knows Andy well enough to know that she is going to drive this car. He put the car in her name. I said, sis, sell it. Get that cash. Get that bread. I don't want nothing. I don't, because I, I just... I know he's up to no good. I know he's up to no good. But anyway, so we had that. Uh, so I really want to know, and I really want to know this, but okay, so we get to Maurice and Calvin. First of all, <laughs> I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to have a picture on right now. What the hell does Calvin have on? What What is this shirt? What is this shirt? I said, Calvin, wait, what? Okay, that's not even the main thing I want to talk about with Calvin. So Calvin, you know, he told Maurice he's going to hook him up or whatever. So Maurice said, you know, we'll have him come to my house later on. So the guy comes. This is the same dude that we saw in season one, episode, was it episode one? Season one, episode one? Yes, that Calvin, no, excuse me, was it, damn, it was either episode one, episode two, I can't remember. But this was the same man who Sabrina saw Calvin kiss on the mouth. Now, I don't care how Tyler tries. I don't know what he's implying. I don't know, and this is just in my realm of my people of influence or people who I know personally. I don't know any straight man who is kissing another man on the lips when they see each other. I don't know of any. I don't know of any. So that happens when the guy come in. I was like, that's old. That's dude. From season one, Calvin had kissed him again in the mouth. Okay, cool. He comes in. <laughs> Maurice looking like, what is this? What What is going on? Now, for me, I am ignorant to certain things in the, in the LGBTQ plus community. Okay? I don't know everything. So when I see this man, I instantly know that this is not who Maurice dates. Maurice dates masculine men. They're like one of the same, him and this, him and, I don't even know the person's name, him and the person. They're like one of the same. And so I'm like, Calvin, Tyler, are we supposed to believe that Calvin grew up with two fathers who were heavily involved in the LGBTQ plus community, who had the, they went to drag shows, they did all of this, and you are unaware that Maurice is not going to date this person 
because they Marquis like, what are we gonna do? Bump cats? Like that's how they that's how he views himself. And that's how the other man views him the other person view themselves as well. And I'm like, I would have been pissed off. But in my mind, I'm like, was that considered like disrespectful in the community? Like I said, I don't know. So if you're listening to this and you happen to be a part of the community, I really want to know how was that viewed in your eyes? What was your perspective of that? Because I felt like Calvin should have known better than to do that. But because at first I was like, is, is he being funny? What's going on right now? But obviously he was really legit about setting Maurice up with this person, which I just found to be ridiculous. So let's go back to Danny. So Preston shows up at Karen's shop. Karen does her bit as far as getting to know his name, did everything. Then she started asking, like, well, how long was it since y'all met? She started asking all these other questions which the client has already revealed to her. So I'm like, Karen, what you doing? I'm like, oh, you fishing. You trying to get information to see if this is really the dude that Danny has been telling you guys about. And then (laughs) Danny pops up. I said, all that mess you talk about how Karen calling your your, um, phone with that BS, you ain't trying to hear that, you ain't trying to go there. Why are you here, sis? Why are you here? Preston told you not to call him again. Why are you here? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She owed Karen an apology. So I forgot about this scene. So at the airport, <clears throat> uh, Danny is the dude still there. I forget his name, but he's still sitting there. So when the plane is letting people out off, there's this young looking girl who gets off the plane, looks very distraught, looks very emotionally unstable. Look like she done been through some things in life. So old dude gets up and, you know, tries to get the girl to come with him or whatever. And Danny was like, no, she's not going anywhere with you, baby. Come here. And he was like, what are you like? What are you talking about? What you doing? And he, so the security guard came and he was, and Danny was like, he'd been sitting here all day. This long young girl gets off the plane and he's trying to get her to go with him. Like she ain't going nowhere. And so the dude was like, you don't know what you're doing. Like what you doing? Then he starts to run. (laughs) Danny took off her shoe. Danny got good aim now because she hit the man in the back of the head. He fell down. The security guard came and handcuffed him, asked him, was he okay? And that's how that, I'm, so I'm really, now I am interested in that storyline as far as how are they going to, to incorporate this within the dynamic of the show, like what direction they're going into, all of that good stuff. So like I said, she's still old Karen and apology. All at day out, they was they was lying up and down in this episode. I said, "What is going on?" Still waters run deep, but like I said, um, I am going to do a, another video as far as with the whole um, Danny and Preston situation because baby, y'all was not pleased. <laughs> y'all was not pleased. Y'all was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I normally agree with you, sis, but on this situation, negative. I don't. And I do appreciate it because we're not all going to have the same perspective. We're not all going to look at things in the same way. But because it was so many people and I was like, I'm not going to be able to respond to all these people. So the next best thing to do is just to do a video and really go into detail about what I meant when I said what I said about Danny, like me understanding her. I think she came from a very honest and vulnerable place. But the reality is a person can be vulnerable and a person can come from a real place, but it does not eradicate their behavior because Danny has been very wishy-washy when it has come to Preston. There are some things that she has done that I feel like because you were not in a place to express yourself, some of the things that came out of Danny's mouth, it was very disrespectful. I do feel that way. So I'm not 
denying that she has done some crazy things and some very immature things when it has come to her handling with Preston. But that does not mean that I don't understand where she was coming from when she was expressing her feelings. So I'll do a video on that. So um, I thank you guys for listening. My goal is to keep these reviews under 30 minutes. I failed today. Okay. But that's my goal to keep it under 30 minutes. And uh, for those who ask about the Patreon, I, uh, the link will always be in the description box. It will always be in the description box. Okay. So you guys have a great day. Y'all be safe out there. Make sure you protecting your families. Make sure you wearing your mask and all of that because this new strand, baby, seems like everybody getting it. So y'all just be safe out there. Protect yourself. And until next time, I will holler at y'all later.